and God, I need to find a player for this fucking grid. I got nothing on the teams. You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Welcome back to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Guys, it's here. It's here, guys. It's football season. This is a Thursday podcast, and it's Thursday, right? Yep. There's football on today. Football on today. Detroit at Kansas City. I think it's going to be a fun game. I do, too. Because I love me some Jared Goff, boys. I hope Kelsey plays. I think Kelsey's going to play. It's hard when he hyperextended his knee literally a day ago. It's really hard, but I feel like they would have just called him out by now. Like everybody is saying he's not going to play. If he does play, he's probably not going to be the Travis Kelsey everybody, you know, is afraid of. But having said that, the man's a fucking beast. I don't know. Did you see the, um, the interview with Jason Kelsey? Uh. Yeah, Jason said he suffered the same injury. Obviously, it's not apples to apples. It never is. But Jason said that he was, it was a, a campfire event. He kicked a log. He said it was the, one of the dumbest things he's ever done. He kicked a log trying to kick it in half. He must have been drunk. And when he kicked it, he hyperextended his knee and had to play the next game. Obviously, every situation is different. But if Travis Kelsey doesn't have any structural damage, there's no ligaments that are injured, if there's no risk of aggravating this thing and it's really just pain management, we're going to see him. I think it'll be, it's not going to be 100%, but if we see Travis Kelsey on 65% of snaps instead of 95, I mean, I, that's something I could imagine happening. Like if he's blocking less, I get it. Um, injury report today for Travis Kelsey is... Did not participate and is questionable for the game. I bet he plays too. If I was betting, I would bet that he plays. What? Uh, before we get started, Daniel, how close are you to uh, the wire? Get 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 close to a fantasy football wire. Let's look at some tight ends. Assume you only drafted one tight end, which if you drafted Travis Kelsey, he should be the only tight end on your roster. If you drafted two, you did it wrong. There's really not a lot of gray area here. Having said that, well, to be fair, you were telling people to draft two tight ends like three weeks ago. I had a, no, 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 no. I didn't say that you should do that. I said I did it in a mock draft, <laughs> and I'll let you know I had multiple opportunities to draft two tight ends, and I didn't. I only drafted one. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. I'm on the wire. What's your question? Okay. Who, so who to fill in this yeah, week? Last second. Let's say one o'clock tomorrow. We get the notification. Kelsey's out. One o'clock today. Sorry, yeah. it's a Thursday podcast. Who do you see yeah. there? Who's your, your favorite shot? Corey, you can part- participate too. Yeah, I mean, obviously, aside from the obvious pickup of the backup Noah Gray, um, you know, which everyone was kind of scrambling for because, you know, he's just the next guy up. And I, I feel more confident in that because of who the Chiefs have, right? Um, but I clicked on like one of my Yahoo leagues and I'm just looking at who's available here. And the guy at the very top is the one I like the most. Um, Juwan Johnson. That was you know, my this pick is kind of going to be, a, this is kind of going to be a scrappy game in Tennessee. Uh, you know, as far as their defense, they have a, they're very healthy defensive line. Juwan Johnson, I think is going to be more surprising than what people think in this saints offense. Um, they, I, they re-signed Jimmy Graham. I mean, how how much of a threat is he going to be? Um, Derek Carr with, you know, Michael Thomas, Chris Olave. I mean, a lot of these guys are going to be drawing a lot of attention from these from these DBs, and it's going to open up the middle of the field. Um, so I think Jawan Johnson might be, might be a sneaky play here. I'm looking down the list here. Trey McBride, 
not no thank you um you know especially with josh dobbs starting now um irv smith in cincinnati you know they're playing cleveland that's kind of going to be a smash mouth afc north matchup rookie tight end luke musgrave i just i don't like a lot of these names um yeah yeah, i don't either and there's not going to be a lot of stuff that you do like here a couple that i like uh juan johnson was was my pick too um I'm very interested in Michael Mayer. He's a rookie. This would be a desperation play. But if you just took your shot, hoping, you know, hoping that he's, I mean, it takes one touchdown and you don't get the same production, but you get good enough production not to tank your team. I think Mayer's got the, I mean, he's got all the stuff. He's an elite tight end, guys. There could be nothing here. This could tank, you know, (laughs) tank the position for you. Um, If you're, Less risk adverse, risk adverse. What's what am I trying to say? If you, if you want less risk, uh, Noah Fant is somebody that's not getting uh, really any talk at all this year. He he turned up a little bit towards the end of last season. He's starting to get his feet underneath him in in Seattle, and he should be on your wire. In sleeper, uh, he is thirty one percent rostered. So. I think Noah Fant has maybe a little lower ceiling. Noah Fant is 31% rostered? Yeah. I think he's got a, a lower ceiling wow. than some of these other guys we've talked about. But his floor... In Yahoo leagues, he's 2%. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> sleeper, I feel like Sleeper kind of spoon feeds uh, fantasy players a little more information than the average well, also, platform. And I think that so could they be might be combining like dynasty leagues onto the platform. Yeah. They're combining everything. They're, yeah. They're combining everything. Yeah. Um, just for my little two cents on in uh, my work league, Dalton Schultz is sitting there. Um, I think he, he's like 82 roster percentage on ESPN though. And I mean, he's not a, uh, he's not going to get you a ton of points. I mean, obviously he has that potential if he gets enough production, but uh, just a good veteran tight end coming in to help C.J. Stroud. He could get uh, a heavy dose of targets there, a big target for uh, C.J. Stroud possibly. Sure. If yeah. he's there. Like I said, 82% roster. I actually drafted him in this league and dropped him, uh, but he's still sitting there. I think I might actually put a claim in for him and just pick him back up because of that. <laughs> Talking about him exciting you all over again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excites me. <laughs> okay. Um Anything else on Kelsey? I just, yeah, it's it's the integrity of the game at this point. Like for, for to, you know today's game, uh, he, he, the game is just so much better when he plays for the Chiefs, especially with it when they don't have a lot of offensive targets. It's really sad when you have an anticipated game like this, super high over under, and then the you know one of the best players on offense goes down. It's just. It's it's really too bad right before the, you know, on the on the eve of the kickoff. So are you saying that without Travis Kelsey, Pat Mahomes isn't going to be able to put up a bunch of yards and points? I'm not saying that. It's just going to be a lot more scrappy, like a lot less predictable. Um, I think a lot more guys could eat. Um, you know, you, you're talking about Rasheed Rice and Sky Moore and just random guys kind of getting in the mix and, you know, Kadarius Tony until he gets his, you know, annual injury. Um, it's just going to be a lot, I guess, a little more interesting to, to watch if he doesn't suit up. Tony's confident that he will. So we'll, just, we'll, uh, we'll stop talking like he isn't going to play. No, he might not play, but I, I do think that he will. I do think he will. I think he will too. Maybe I'm insane. I don't know. Uh, let's do this grid. Let's knock out a grid real quick. Immaculate grid. Uh, we're going to do another immaculate grid. We've been doing these now for three weeks. I think only one has been published. The others have been only broadcast live. So today's immaculate grid on the left going down. Eagles, Rams, Ravens. I feel like we did the Rams last week. And left to right, Browns. Dolphins, Super Bowl champion. Guys, we've been looking at this for a little bit. Does anything jump out at you? <laughs> we did the Browns last week. They're a bitch, man. Daniel, yeah. you got to have something over there. Yeah, so let's start with the Browns, actually, because I feel like 
this was easier to me than the Dolphins when I'm just glancing at these names. Um, so Browns, Rams, the name that stood out to me was Odell Beckham. Yeah, that's easy. Do you, do you guys have anything else from Browns, Rams? I got nothing. We're putting them in. Throw them in. Okay. And then... Um, I did Indomitian Sue play for the Eagles. I think he did because he played for the Dolphins, correct? Uh, yeah, he played for the Dolphins, and I think he he, he definitely played for Tampa because that's where he would just he was just at. Like, oh, all right, all right, all right, could have, could have. Maybe I'm just thinking about all the freaking. Dudes, they put they stack in the middle of that D line in in uh, Philly. All right. Um. So back to back to the Browns. Browns Ravens. Um. Trent Dilfer. Okay. Okay. Try, try that one. He definitely. I I believe he played at least one season for the Browns. Obviously won a Super Bowl with the Ravens. Boom. Yes. Love it. Okay. Slam dunk nine percenter. Let's go. Um, and then when I saw the Dolphins, for some reason, it just Dolphins Ravens. The first name that came to mind to me was Mike Wallace. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's send it. Mike Wallace, twenty three percent. It's okay. Okay. Come okay. on. All right. Um, so let's go ahead and knock out these Super Bowl champs because yeah. those are easy, and then we'll just have we'll just have a couple left. So, All right, Eagles Super Bowl. I've got Nick Foles, but he's not very rare. We got any rare Eagles that were on the I mean, Super Bowl? Jason teams? Kelsey. So Dallas Goddard. I put in Jason Kelsey and I sent it. I'm done. Fourteen percent. That's pretty good. Pretty pretty freaking strong. Um, all right. Um, so Rams. Uh, think of any defensive player. Just uh, what about Jason Ramsey? Whitworth, Andrew Whitworth. Andrew Whitworth. Bam. Seven. Come on. Okay, cool. And then Ravens. I mean, we can literally. Who's the rarest dude you can think of on that Super Bowl team? I can't stop thinking about Ray Lewis. I, that's, yeah. trying to think of the, the there was a white linebacker that got signed by the browns free agency he got rich god he was so random oh had longer hair yeah. troy palomalu no okay who's the quarterback yeah. for that paul paul is is troy palomalu white no paul he's Krause. Uh, hawaiian I don't, he's, I don't know if hawaiian is white or Paul Salale Saleh. No. Uh, Paul Kruger. Paul Kruger, that's it. He got paid. Zero point one percent. Let's fucking Let's go. go. <laughs> Draft him. All right. All right. Okay. We got a few more spots here. <laughs> that is the lowest I've ever seen. <laughs> oh my god 0. 0.1 oh my god okay yeah i knew he would be just so random guys <laughs> good pick let's not get lost in the hype oh. this is our best grid ever tony that was amazing that was amazing <laughs> best grid ever let's close this we down need, we, need a, we need at least one more square here, we gotta boys. get one more here all right yeah so rams, um, rams dolphins Jalen ramsey is on the dolphins now right oh, hold on hold on we had a josh mccown Debate last week. Josh McCown definitely played for the Eagles. Yeah. Eagles, okay. Browns, Josh McCown. Yeah, let's Just, do it. It's got to be. Let's go, let's go. Bam. That's it. Okay. All right. Well, let's close um, it. Eagles, Dolphins. There's got to be a Eagles, D lineman in Dominican Sue's. He just keeps getting pounded into my head. Hmm. <clears throat> Rams, so Dolphins. We just seem to think of Dolphins players here, boys.
I want to something like Dion. Um, oh, what's this? Dion Jackson? No, it's D I O N. Dion something. Dion Dawkins? No. <laughs> He's just rattling through the Dion's. Dion Lewis, Dion Jordan. Okay, so Dion Jordan was the one that I was thinking of, but I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not as confident anymore. I don't no, know. He was Saints, right? No. What? No, that's a different one. Fuck. The boys. trouble with Miami is they weren't relevant for so long that no. when a Miami player moved somewhere, we just didn't pay a lot of attention to it. What about Bridgewater? Bridgewater is a good name to always remember in these because he's been around the league. Bridgewater no, never. I don't, I don't think he ever played yeah, for the Eagles. Yeah. Did Foles ever play for the Dolphins? No. no. Uh, who else has played quarterback for the Rams? Who's their quarterbacks last year? Uh, Mayfield, Stafford. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just thought of a perfect name. What? Someone, we were, I was reminiscing with someone the other day about running backs that, like, shot up through the ranks. Oh, my God. Super popular. Jordan Howard. No. Even better. They okay. got super popular and then just faded off and Joseph signed with like a couple teams. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. Jay Ajayi. Yes, Ajayi. Eagles, Eagles, Dolphins. Holy Absolutely. shit, boys. Come on. Absolutely. That was the right answer. Oh, my God. That's a high 41. Vote. 41. We got Gosh, one geez. left. Jesus I think Jordan Howard would have been lower. I bet. <laughs> oh, no. I said oh, Joseph hey, What that tells you right there is there's not a lot. That was yeah, a really seriously. tough grid right there. God. Um, okay. We got Rams, Dolphins. One left. Holy shit. Oh, Indomitian, did Indomitian Sue play for the Dolphins? Yeah. Did he actually, though? We did it. Let's go. We did it. Let's go. We did it. A 200. 200. What's perfect? <laughs> the average score is 5.7, boys. That's the average number of grids completed on this one is 5.7. Oh. So the rarity score is all the percentages between the nine grids added up. 200 is pretty fucking good. Write that down, Daniel. Perfect grid, 200. That's our record. 200 on a perfect grid. <laughs> What's that? What's 200 divided by nine? Let's see. That's an average of 22% per square. All right, uh, most popular picks for each spot. Uh, our top was all most popular. Well, no, we didn't do Foles. We did Kelsey. So it was Josh McCown, Jay Ajayi. Uh, sorry, Josh McCown for the Eagles Browns, Jay Ajayi for the Eagles Dolphins, and Nick Foles for Eagles Super Bowl champ. Um Rams, Browns, most popular was Odell Beckham. Rams, Dolphins, most popular was Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ooh. Uh, and most popular Super Bowl champ for the Rams was Matt Stafford. Uh, most popular Ravens Browns was Jamal Lewis. Ravens mm. Dolphins was Ricky Williams. I forgot he played for the Ravens. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Super Bowl that. champ Ray Lewis, who was only 21%. So there were uh, some other options there. Paul Kruger. I don't know where I pulled that. I, I wouldn't have guessed his last name. <laughs> well, hey, the grid gives us what the you know. I had Paul. I knew his we, name was Paul. We we take what the grid gives us. They get you know they let us search names. We're gonna take advantage of that. Yep, yep. Good work, fellas. A flawless grid. It took us four weeks, and I I doubt we ever beat that score. That score is phenomenal. <laughs> that, that was crew a great pick score. Was unbelievable. Dude, Corey, I feel like the spreads are so much easier than the over-unders oh, this week. stop, dude. Let's just do oh it. Oh, my God. Let's These just are do just it. a runaway. Oh, that's trash talk. Best bets of the week. So well, I've snipped this. Is it just going to save automatically, or do I have to click a button? Uh, you'll have to hit the save up there at the top. Okay, save the, as. The, yeah, there you go. Save nine. As. Hey, Corey, you're on. 6.23. Mac grid. Welcome back to best bets of the week. <laughs> the weekly segment where Daniel and I square off till the end of the season. There's, there's booze wow. on the line, lots of shots for the Super Bowl show. 
Mm-hmm. Um, each of us picks four games each week. Daniel picks four over-unders. I pick four spreads. We keep mm-hmm. a tally till the end of the season, and the guy with the best record wins. Mm-hmm. And this is NFL week one, the hardest week to bet in the NFL season. Yep. And we're about to do this. We're about to make you some money. Take it to the bank. God, why'd you say that? That's true. Do we remember the records? Do you know the records? Yeah, the records were really good. The last records year. You are got solid. Them? I like, have them. I have them. It's fun. On. Yeah, yeah. Let's read off those records. I hope they are. So I went on like the actually. best streak of my life last year. You did. It was, it was absolutely phenomenal. There was a streak last last year for like six or seven weeks where if you bet Daniel Roberts on every single one of his picks individually, you made a lot of fucking money. No, seriously, I'm about to add these up. But a lot of fucking money. I went fifty four and twenty eight. No, okay, regular season. Regular season. We went because we did the playoffs as well. And we we multiplied all those. So ignore what I just said. Um our actual score from last year, I went 49 and 23. Mm. And Corey went 38 and 32 and one. Still solid. Still solid. Still solid. All right. First game of the week. One o'clock on Sunday. Hey, this Sunday is the greatest Sunday in, of the year, in my opinion. It's the first Sunday back. You can turn on red zone. You can flip on your favorite team. You can just sit on that ass all day, drink beer. Greatest day of the year. Uh, and on the greatest day of the year, the Browns are hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. Browns are getting two and a half points. Joe Burrow should be playing football this weekend. A little banged up, but he's playing football. Deshaun Watson's back. First full off season, uh, being the starting quarterback for the Browns. I really feel the Bengals are the better team here, and I don't feel great about Deshaun Watson, but let's be honest. This is going to be a gut-feeling week, all right? We're going with the gut a little bit. Uh, The lines are shady. We don't know what to think. I'm rolling with the Browns plus two and a half. I think the Bengals come out a little bit slow. Um, I think we get a decent performance out of the Browns, maybe a little bit of hope out of Browns down there with Deshaun Watson. I don't think it'll last all season, but uh, I think we're going to have a good start here for the Browns in week one. Uh, it's a pretty close line, and uh, I, th- I think it might be a little deceiving, maybe a little bit of a trap here. I think I think a lot of people are probably going to be smashing that minus two and a half for the Bengals, so give me the Browns plus two and a half. Noise. Um, I did add it up through a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight week span of the season. I went 26 and six. That is pretty insane. Uh, so my first, my first game here, I'm really, I'm, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about the opening day. I'm thinking about that, but actually my first game, it's kind of a random game. Buccaneers go into Minnesota. Um, both of these teams, I think, might have, eh, I'm going to say similar build with, as far as offense versus defense with the hopes that Baker Mayfield is maybe better for this offense than what we think. Um, but all I know is the Vikings offense is going to be very good and their defense is going to be very bad. Um, so if Baker Mayfield can get off to a hot start, it's going to take a matchup like the Minnesota Vikings to get his confidence up, but he's got a healthy Chris Godwin, healthy Mike Evans. The over-under is only 45 and a half. It's kind of one of those mid-tier games, Um, and I think this game is going to hit the over. Um, These defenses are just not... They're not as good as they used to used to be and um, I think the Vikings are going to show up the Vikings are obviously probably going to win this game but uh, I think the Buccaneers are going to put up some points maybe a couple touchdowns and then I think the Vikings are going to finish them off so 45 and a half I'm taking the over on the Bucks Vikings game you know we talked about doing I like the pick by the way we talked about doing like hot takes or bold picks or whatever and I got caught up on Tampa Bay I've been thinking about Baker Mayfield a lot I guess this is a bold take. So I'm going to pause the section to be the only one that does this. You guys can do one if you want to as we go, but we don't need to go turn by turn here. I'm interested to hear what you're about to say. 
I think I might agree. I think Baker Mayfield could have a season that makes him the permanent starting quarterback for Tampa Bay. Like we might see the best season. It'll, it'll be the best season he's ever had or, or he's garbage and he's done and they're going to draft a quarterback early in the draft. And I guess like I looked, I looked back on some of Baker's stats last night, you know, the, his first three years in the league, the Browns were a winning football team. In his first three years, the Browns won more games than they lost. It's fucking a fact. And a historically horrible offense, a dumpster fire of a franchise. Baker Mayfield found a way to win. He was one and one in his playoff games. Like, it all makes sense. He had some weapons. That was with Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry. Both really kind of in their prime. His best year posted a quarterback rating of like 60. Not great, right? Like, I'm not saying that Baker Mayfield's a phenomenal quarterback. I'm not saying that. He was the first overall pick for a reason. He played on one of the worst teams that we've ever seen in the history of the NFL for his almost entire career, relegated to backup duty behind entrenched starters. And you know what? I kind of like the idea of him going out there with nothing to lose, a chip on his shoulder, throwing it to Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. I don't know who the third option is going to be. Uh, we really wanted it to be, why can't I think of the, the guy's name? Just just got hurt. Uh, was really looking forward to seeing him as the wide receiver three. Uh, it doesn't matter. That's a shame I don't remember his name off the top of my head. But uh, I, I think Baker is going to surprise people. And I think he's going to be the permanent starter. That's my hot take. I shouldn't say I think he's going to be. I think he could be. That's my hot take. I, I'm with you. I'll say that. I'm on your side on that. If I was going to lean one way or the other, like if you told me pick one, Baker succeeds enough to keep his job for, you know, for next year or Baker fails, I'm taking, I'm taking your take. Let's yeah, go. I, don't, I, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't really considered that as a possibility, but I think, I do think Baker's a little overlooked and I will say, yeah, his first few years with the Browns, I, you know, I don't, I don't really, I guess they gave up on him because the Deshaun Watson thing became an opportunity to upgrade, but uh, Baker was definitely not a terrible quarterback there for the Browns for those three years. He's got, so, I mean, he was the winningest quarterback options. in that franchise for like 30 years. I know. Anyway, let's move yeah. on. Uh, Corey, you're up. Uh, second game of the week, the 425 slate. Uh, let me pull back up here. The Dolphins head to Los Angeles to play the Chargers. Mm-hmm. The Dolphins are getting three points. Uh, the Chargers are at home. You got Herbert versus Tua Tagovailoa. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I think when you look at this, you think Herbert Tua. Right now, Herbert's Herbert's got a much fresher image in your mind. You know, as as a casual better, you're gonna be like, oh yeah, Chargers win this game all day because they got Justin Herbert. Tua, you know, he's he's okay, but he's always hurt. And, uh, how good's he gonna look? Don't forget how hot this offense was when Tua was healthy last year. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, um, they they just added Devon A. Chain in the backfield. Absolute speed demon. This offense is still gonna pop. Um, and I feel like, you know, you talk about AFC Super Bowl contenders. I think of the Dolphins before I think of the Chargers, and I, I just think it's a more a better a better built team. I think it's a better coached team. And I think Week One, you know, the the casual public here is fading the Dolphins here a little bit. Give me the three points. Uh, Dolphins win in San Diego. Oh shit! I said San Diego in LA <laughs> at four twenty five on Sunday. Noise. Um, also in my bets this week is that game. I feel like it's just going to be a good game. Um, Dolphins chargers. I mean, both offenses should be, should be clicking. I mean, obviously we know that, you know, it's week one. We never know what these teams are going to be, but I obviously love Kellen Moore coming into town with Justin Herbert. He's got options galore. Two is healthy, two elite options on offense. We don't know what they're going to do at running back, but I feel like this game has every making of being a high-scoring affair. It's fifty and a half, and so I'm I'm taking the over. It was one of the one of the couple that I just clicked without thinking much about it because I I 
I can definitely see a world where this goes over a lot more than I can't. I think, I think there definitely could be fireworks here. Yep. Uh, a game I'm definitely excited to see happen. Uh, third game of the week. We've got another Los Angeles team heading into Seattle. It's a divisional game. Los Angeles Rams are getting five and a half against the Seahawks. And again, I'm kind of looking at the quarterback scenario. You got Geno Smith versus uh, Matt Stafford coming off an injury. Same scenario. Are we going to get the same Geno we got last year? I like to think that we will because I like Geno. I like the comeback story. He's very productive, had that offense humming. But there's a part of me that thinks it might just be too good to be true. I hope it's not. Uh, but five and a half seems like a lot. I know the Rams had a really bad season last year, but I think they're a team that can definitely bounce back, be right back in the playoffs. You still got the best defensive player in the league. A healthy Matt Stafford's one of the better quarterbacks in the league, and they've got a really good coach. Um, five and a half seems like a lot in this game. I want the Rams plus five and a half going to Seattle. Nice. Even without Cooper Cup? Even without Cooper Cup. Yep. Okay. Uh, my third one, Texans go into Baltimore. Um, one of the lowest over-unders of the week. And I think that is primarily based on maybe what Vegas thinks the Texans are going to do against Baltimore rather than what Baltimore is going to do against Houston. Um, I could easily, you know, see a world where this is, you know, the Texans put up one touchdown. Um, but I think there's two scenarios where this where this happens. Um, Marlon Humphrey is going to be out for the Ravens. And so the Ravens defensive backs, they could make up for it as far as the safeties, but that is a huge loss to that defense in that passing game. And so I am predicting the Texans to have at least 10 points. And so if you're telling me the Ravens can't put up, you know, 30-something 30, 30 on the Texans. I, I think the Texans could easily put up 14, 14 points, 17 points. And so with this game, you know, the biggest blowout of the week, um, if the Ravens cover that, this game should go over. Um, if they cover the spread and the Texans score a couple touchdowns, which I think they will, um, I think this is kind of going to be one of the surprises of the week is how many points the Texans will actually put up on the Ravens. And it might be, you know, Damian Pierce doing the work, but um, I'm going to take the over on 43 and a half in, yeah. in Baltimore. You know, it's crazy. We see 10 and a half and we think blowout, but that's like not really that big. A, like that's basically yeah, I mean, the Ravens game. That's the Ravens win in 27 to 14. Like in my mind, that's not a huge blowout. That's like one score away from being a good game. Like that's, I don't sure. know. that's just crazy to think about. Yeah. It's just the highest spread of the week, which you know, it probably deserves to be, but the fact that it's only 10 means Vegas knows that this game might be kept a little closer than people think also. Wait, yeah, I, I can't, I can't stop. I can't stop thinking about this. Earlier, you talked about Miami and Corey said yeah. to a tongue of Viola. God, I really struggle with that name. Viola. Um, I feel like it was Monday night. I was watching Maryland. Was Maryland on Monday night or was it Sunday? You know, were you watching college football this weekend? Hell no. Are you talking about his brother? His brother. I'm here for Colorado, though. I was, I was, his brother plays for Maryland. I was doing some house projects. And so the TV was on, the volume was up. I wasn't watching the game, I was listening to it. And it was the only game on the television at that time. And they said, Tunga Vailoa, so many fucking times, I had to turn the TV off. <laughs> I swear to God, it was at least. Four times every minute. I'm trying not to exaggerate. At least four times a minute. Hey, they don't have a lot going on right now. I mean, Tunga Vailoa. Tunga Vailoa. I mean, think about, what is that? One time every 20 seconds? I think that's what happened. I had to turn my TV off. Anyway, I had to get that off my chest. Yeah. It's going to rot in my brain probably for the rest of the season. Brain And his name is, what is it, Tulia? Tua. Tulia Tunga Vailoa? Tulia Tunga Vailoa. I can't fuck with that. To Aaliyah. I don't want to hear it anymore. Yep. Anyway. At least they didn't say his first name a hundred times. <sighs> Whose turn is it? It's Corey's Yours. turn. 
Oh, baby, it's Sunday night football. Week Sunday, one of the NFL Sunday, season. Sunday. Dallas Cowboys travel to New York. You know, the Dallas Cowboys are the best football oh, team in the league. Digging. Oh, God. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys, best team in the goddamn football league. Had a New York Giants, you know. I got the Giants plus three and a half. Um, I mean, every everybody and their brothers are going to be betting on the Cowboys minus three and a half because they're fucking juggernauts. Give me Giants plus three and a half. They ruined NFL week one. The whole nation's in an uproar. Giants plus three and a half. Love that. Love um, it. My last. What? No, I love it. Yeah. My last one of the week is is playing playing into Vegas's hands. They've taunted me all week with the lines and the over-under on this game. I don't get it. I haven't understood it the whole time, and now I'm putting it in my bets. The Eagles are going into New England, apparently, to get nearly shocked out of the stadium. The over-under is one of the lowest of the week, 45. The spread is super low, like three and a half, something crazy. Four on DraftKings. Okay, it's three and a half on FanDuel. Like, nothing about this game makes sense. Nothing about this game. So Vegas knows something. They think it's going to be a terrible game. I think, I was originally thinking that it was going to be way more of a blowout. But the more I think about it, it's Bill Belichick. He's going to try and find a way to minimize how Jalen Hurts can control this game. And... I don't know what the Patriots are going to do on offense against the Eagles. I really don't. So I don't know how the, how the Patriots keep this close other than to make it a low scoring affair. And that is what Bill Belichick is going to do. He's going to try and keep Jalen hurts off the field. He's going to try and run a slow pace, run heavy, good defensive game. And so if one of these is going to happen, I don't think the spread is going to happen, but the over under this is exactly what Bill Belichick wants, and the Patriots may just shock the world and really, really come close and or beat the Eagles week one, but I'm going to take the under on 45. Yeah, I love that. I think a lot of people are going to see the Eagles and smash the over. Yeah. Sometimes you got to th- you gotta just think of, like, your first initial look at it, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm hitting the over. Well, hold on. Yeah, let's think about that for a second because it is Bill Belichick. I, I love that one. That one, that game's yeah, going I mean, under. So you see the spread, right? Do you see a world possible where if the Eagles score a bunch of points, the Patriots can keep up? It doesn't make sense. No, that's that's a 24-20 to 20 game right there. Yeah. Uh, Corey, you earlier you picked – Miami versus Chargers, but I didn't make a note. What was the, which one did you choose? Uh, Dolphins plus three. And just, are you doing your parlay? Yeah, I'm doing my parlay right now. Okay. Just real quick, guys. One of my favorite things to bet on uh, every NFL Sunday are the, it's it's called the Stanford Wong. Um, It's when you find teams that are plus two and a half to one and a half, or I guess I should say plus one and a half to two and a half. And then teams that are minus seven and a half to eight and a half. Um, you pick those teams, uh, you usually pick three, put them in a parlay by six points. They hit, they hit so often. It's unreal. If you do that and you pick three, it's plus plus one forty odds. If you buy six points on those. So your, your plus one and a half go to plus seven and a half and your, uh, minus seven and a half go to minus one and a half. Um, really good games to bet on a good way to just earn cheap cash. Um, something i'd recommend doing so don't forget about your stanford wongs um if the info i just gave you the what don't forget about your wongs don't don't forget about your wongs if you're not if you're not sure on the rules of it just google it and just follow that it's it's something you don't have to think about you can just go through look at lines pick them by the by the points and then put it in and you got a really good good chance of hitting it uh, I've done it in the past and it's really successful and it's, you're not going to get crazy odds, but you're going to win some money. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Okay. I got my parlay. Yeah. I took over okay. 45 and a half Tampa Bay at, at Vikings. Love it. I yep. took over, on that one. over 44 Houston at Ravens. I loved your argument. Okay. Yep. Corey, okay. I'm going to take your giants plus three. Let's fucking go. Part of, part of when I do these parlays. So I'll take a couple of, a couple of earlier games that I'm very confident in. 
and I'll take a flyer on that late game. Because uh-huh. if I'm right on the early, if I'm right on the early games, DraftKings is a little bit nervous. They offer me some money, and if I'm putting ten bucks in and I can pull fifty bucks out, I'm going to do it every fucking time. So that's my argument here with the Giants game. Is I trust Corey? He made a good argument. I'm going to throw it into my parlay. <laughs> well, hey, just you said I made a good argument. What was my argument on that game? That the Cowboys sucked. <laughs> <laughs> and I happen to agree with it. Fuck the Cowboys. My argument is I hate them. And I also took Miami Dolphins plus three. Uh, $10. We'll pay 137 bucks. The bet's in right Whoa. now. Whoa. 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 Best bets of the week. Best bets of the week. All right. Week one is here, guys. Anything else? Oh, man. I can't wait, boys. I can't fucking wait. It's here. We're, 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 hey, I got a tea time scheduled early Sunday morning. We'll go play a little Ooh, golf. As soon as it's over, I'm going to come home. Football's going to be early. On. Oh, it's it's 8.01 tea time. We're going to be flying. One of the first two of us, It's gonna, we're going to be flying. We're going to be jumping in front of people. We're going to be shooting low, and we're going to be shooting fast. And then it's going to be ball game time. <laughs> Corey, any, uh, any bold takes for the season? Any crazy um, one? I, I was writing them down. Uh, Jets don't make the playoffs. They've got a pretty oh, tough schedule this year. Okay. Um, wow. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers, pretty solid upgrade there. But, you know, over the past five years, undoubtedly one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But he's not – like, he doesn't put up a lot of stats. He's like a like a 250 yards per game and a two-touchdown guy. Like, he's not a he's not a 350 and three-touchdown guy. And I don't know if that's enough juice. And he's getting older, too. You got, like, last year he didn't look the greatest he, he has. Um, even though we're only one year removed from an MVP, but I don't know if he's got enough juice to carry that very, very young Jets team to the playoffs. And if it, if it gets rough early and I think they're going to be competitive, but, um, I just don't know if, if they've got that Super Bowl juice, that, that, that high seed playoff juice, they might like wild card completely understandable, but I think there's a chance they just missed the playoffs altogether. That's, that's a tough division this year. Wow. Did you watch Hard Knocks? Uh, I watched about half of it. Okay, I didn't. That's watch where it. I'm at. I'm, I'm catching up, but I, I always love Hard Knocks. Yeah, but the, they, they love Aaron on Hard Knocks. I know, Knocks. and he's really entertaining. He's a great. He's. A, I'd love to have him on my team just because he's a super cool dude. Right? It's so funny because he, he, he <laughs> Tony. You have to watch it because he'll he'll look over. He's like, "Am I mic'd up? Am I mic'd up?" <laughs> I'll give you guys some good shit today. <laughs> he loves it. He loves it, dude. He fucking loves yeah, it. it. Over to the, to the at all. <laughs> yeah, hard knocks. I don't. I don't know if that's gonna last much longer. Just because these teams are doing their own stuff and yeah, um, like they hate the distraction. Team. Yeah, they don't like that. They that say, film crew coming in. They and, say they hate the distraction, but they all have their own film crews. Well, the film crew's always there, right? But dude, so, listen. Wait, wait. Have you been watching like the Colts? Like the Colts have this shit they put on YouTube. Sure. Yeah. Right. So do the Cardinals. So do the Ravens. So do the Rams. Like they all have their own media right. crews doing this. But what I'm but what I'm saying is they're always there. They're there from week one to week eighteen. They're there in the off season. They're there during training camp, OTAs. They're just always there. Hard knocks is only there for a limited amount of time and it's a big deal. It is a distraction. It's it's a different energy than the camera guy you know named Bob that you know you, you guys talked about your Pokemon cards a few weeks ago and now <laughs> now he's just there all the time. What's funny is you know that there are players out there who are talking about their Pokemon cards. Hell yeah, there are hundred percent Yu-Gi-Oh cards, Pokemon cards. Hundred percent. These guys are fucking nerds. Like everybody wants to treat them like they're just gladiators all the time. They're, I think, I think it's the internet, nerds. dude. The internet's turned everybody into nerds. We all got weird hobbies these days. True. Um, right. I've got a couple quick bold takes uh, that I'll lay on you. Daniel, uh, for the Cousins. record, I'm going to amend to that right now. Daniel has 16 bold takes. He's going to start at the bottom and work his way to the top. Nope, nope. I was just kind of flipping through here. These are literally of the last two minutes what I think might happen okay, of what's just it. going through my brain. Let's go. Kirk Cousins leads the league in passing yards. Whoa. Whoa. What up? Not unrealistic. I love yep. it. I think, I think with his defense, that's the biggest variable. With his defense, his the offense is going to be on the field trying to stay in games the entire year. They're going to be passing so much. And 
what better receiver to have than Justin Jefferson? Obviously, they drafted Jordan Addison in the first round. K.J. Osborne's underrated. Alexander Madison can catch. I think Kirk Cousins is going to just be on the field constantly. That dude is going to be tired this year because that arm is going to be worn out. Um, and then... Did you guys, speaking of, you had talked about... Um, Jesus, you just said it. NFL production, Jets. Oh, that one was quarterback. No, no. Yeah, quarterback. The Yeah. Now, at the end, like towards the middle of that, they talked about Kirk Cousins being injured halfway through and like constantly being injured and in pain the entire season. And he would be like, like every time he gets hit, he goes. Yeah. So now, anytime I grunt or complain about any injury, Melissa calls me Kirk Cousins. No. There was a uh, there's a Col- there's a Colts clip from last year's like training camp and I forget who's who was talking but it was like a goal line stand where the defensive line and the offensive line just clashes and just pushes against each other. He's like, dude, every time they do that, it's just <laughs> just the dolphin the lines just clashing. Oh man. And then um so I've got one for every category. Quarterback. Well, quarterback, running back, and then tight end. So my tight end bold take is that Darren Waller finishes as the tight end one in fantasy. That's a tall order, bro. Not really. Travis Kelsey's already hurt, baby. Travis Kelsey beat him by 100 points last year, bro. I'm telling you. Daniel Jones loves Darren Waller. They have been waiting for wide receiver options on that team. Any fucking dimes. To to bail him out on on talent there. And Darren Waller showed up. Dude, there are so many reports in camp. Like, they had to take Darren Waller off the field so that he would quit targeting him. Like, they're like, okay, we need to get some other people some catches. So, Darren Waller wants you to come off the field. Like, it's that much of a love affair. Darren Waller. Darren Waller is going to dominate this year, and then Jameer Gibbs is going to be Offensive Rookie of the Year over Anthony Richardson and Bijan. Yeah, Bijan. Who's in the same position? I mean, that's a bigger deal. Yeah, Bijan's just a guy, though. Yeah, but they're not. They're not Anthony Richardson. Bijan just a guy. He's like, <laughs> I'm kidding. You knew I'm what you were doing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Jameer Gibbs, I think he's going, he, he even said today, gosh, an hour ago, two hours ago, he's, he's shooting for a thousand and five hundred. He's going for the, he's going for like ultra valuable. He wants to be valuable in the rushing and the passing game or Lions, the receiving right? game on his end. Yeah. He's Lions, well, yeah, that, that helps his case. If the Lions make the playoffs and he's productive. He's probably a lock. The, if he's not productive, like not that productive, and the Lions make the playoffs, or if they don't, um, if Anthony Richardson throws for like 19 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, and then rushes for like 12 touchdowns, I think he could easily grab that. But if, if that scenario happens with Jameer Gibbs and they make the playoffs, then that's a lock. Colts win nine games. For 19 touchdowns. I said he's nine. Lead the nine, league. Nine. Oh. Wait, what? A, wait, you I, said I, he rushes. I thought you said if he rushes for another. No, no, pass for 19, throw 12 interceptions, and then run for 12. Okay. 12 is a lot still. Hey, hey, we're we're just looking on FanDuel. Plus uh, 550 maybe. Anthony Richardson over 10 rushing touchdowns. Plus 550. Well, I just skipped over the one that uh, was the leads the league in. Here we go. Season leaders, uh, most rushing touchdowns. Jalen Hurts was the favorite. Let's see where that include quarterbacks or running backs. Anthony Richardson, if he leads the league in rushing touchdowns, plus three thousand. Yeah, but is that running backs and? Yes, that's everybody. But Jalen Hurts is the favorite. Really, so everybody. Yeah. Because they do that stupid cheat, like line up and I'll push you in play. Yeah, yeah, no one but, can stop that they yeah, have but, yeah, but who was their offensive coordinator last year? Right, right. And we did already see that. What, what's that? Bet? What's Get that? Get a little skin in the game. It's regular season rushing touchdowns this year. I'm doing it right and now. And 
Anthony Richardson is plus 3,000. If you think that he could be anywhere near what Jalen Hurts could be. Bucks on it. What's, that? What's five game? bucks pay? What's five bucks pay for well, Anthony Richardson right five there? Five bucks pays 150 bucks. That's that's not that's not bad. You're out five bucks for the whole end of the season, and then maybe you get 150, so you can bet on basketball. Yeah, I mean, if you're like our buddy Sean, just put 500 on it. Oh, max bet 250. So you can only bet 250 to win 7500. They don't want you to bet that. Where? Because he's where gonna, do I find that at? I'm not, not. It's not futures. Yeah, you have to go to Fanduel first. Uh, more ways to lose. More ways to lose. Yeah, yeah, more ways to lose. What category is it in? Uh, season. It's like you scroll at the top. Fuck. Yeah, more ways to lose, bro. Yeah, more ways to lose. So season leaders. Season leaders. Okay. Yeah, okay. plus three thousand. Like, if you think twelve is in the cards, just get some skin on this. What's the? I mean, who won? What was the most rushing touchdowns last year? God, I mean, I think Jalen Hurts had double digits, didn't he? Most regular season I can't rushing think of touchdowns. any running back that rushed for like, like over 12 or 13 rushing touchdowns. Am I wrong? No, wow, 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 wow. It wasn't like a blow it out of the water, like a LeGarrette Blunt 20 or anything. Well, Josh Jacobs probably wow, went the league wow, rushing wow. touchdowns. What did he get? I bet you he got near 20. Wowie, wowie. Dude. Uh, I gotta log in and play some bets here, boys. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. But seriously, though, anyone that is listening that really enjoys betting, a lot of times I will usually wait till week one is over. <laughs> week one, Corey said it at the top. It is the hardest week to bet in the NFL. We get shocked every year. We have no clue who these teams are. They've been practicing all offseason. Shocking things happen in week one. We really don't know these teams until like week four or five when they start kind of hitting some trends. But it's always just fun because football is back. But if you're worried about losing money, I'd wait a couple weeks. Well, there you have it. There you have it. Let's go. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle Up. Team on three. One, two, three. Three.